Who is your daddy and what does he do? So it must be unbelievably amazing when you do the same things with Ivy and it works and you just sit there and think, Dylan's just a... Dylan's a twat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you wait, you get to that point where you're in the woods and it's, you know, it's quite thick with trees and you're thinking, if I run now, they won't find me. And then you have that, like, your head, your flashback and you're in the car and you're sat in the... And you start in your car, it's like, ee, ee, and the kids are running towards the car, like, no, no, no. On Tuesday, when we were out, Dylan needed a shit, and there were no toilets open. They're all locked everywhere. And I was very ill prepared for that. So he just shit in the woods and had to wipe his ass with a leaf. <laughs> it's mildly inconvenient. Oh, that's an understatement. <laughs> How are you, Matt? You good after all the fucking um, palaver last night? Ugh, I'm fucking wrecked. <laughs> Wait, I'm on the can. Can as well. Yes, Paul. Paul's on a can. What is it? I've, I don't know. It's co- called Common Grounds Coffee Porter. I tried it Ugh. basically. It tastes a little bit like someone's chucked up in a pint of Guinness. <laughs> I'm always, uh, I always get pulled in with chocolate porters and coffee porters. Oh, right. They're always disgusting. Always. Well, I like that. I thought I'd try them, tried one of them before. Can's nice. That's how they get you, mate. It's like cereal. It's like cereal when you were a kid, right? You see the box and you think, oh, in that, there's a Wallace and Gromit pencil topper in it. Fucking Raz. And then you get it and it's healthy. Oh. <laughs> have, you, uh, oh. have you ever had, like, um, like, cereal these days is shit. Like, ones for kids. Like, Rice Krispies, fucking um, like Cocoa Pops. It's just not the same. It just is not the no. same. They've removed all these. Is it me or are they smaller? Are they smaller, the rice? <laughs> I tell you, the cereal you need to get is the, um, the it's a Kellogg's one. It's like a, they're like a sort of chunky granola. It's chocolate and hazelnut one. They come in like a like a pouch thing. It's not a box. Honestly, the stuff is amazing. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think I've, I've either had that or seen that, and they do look amazing. Oh, Golden Grahams, mate. Golden Grahams. No, you can't beat this wheel. Literally, uh, it, it is crack. Is it crack? <laughs> it's, it's crack. <laughs> Morning crack. Mm. Yeah, I've, I, I go sometimes to Morrison's just to buy that. Just go to buy a bag of cereal so I can eat it. I rate a cereal as in you can have it any time of the day. Oh yeah, right. definitely. Any time. Of one of them. Oh, right. Okay. Well, you're, not, well, you're not gonna have it past the morning if you buy it in the morning. Oh, I could do I could do a bag. Do a bag. <laughs> I'll do a, do bag. a bag. It's Wednesday. It's it's Wednesday like, but I'll do a bag. Mate, fucking companies are smart, right? When we were when we were kids, there wasn't like um adult crisps or like adult themed fucking cereal. Now that's where they that's where they get you, man. It's because all the kids they marketed to in the 90s have all grown up. Yeah. And they've gone, right. And we're fuckers for it because we'll buy this yeah. shit. And they're doing, it, they're doing it with beer as well. Beer's always been for adults, Matt. <laughs> no, no. Right. I bought I bought a can of, I think it was, Bre- not Brewdog. What's the other one? What's the Welsh one? Tiny Rebel. Tiny Rebel. Stay puffed. 
and it was the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. And I thought, yeah, and I was like, Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, Ghostbusters 2 sucked me in. And do you know what? It was fucking rancid. <laughs> Bastards. Uh, mad, man. Mad. Um, yeah, you've had a shit couple of days then, Matt. Even today. Oh, yeah. It's relentless. We broke two records yesterday. The most customers ever and the most money by a branch. I was tweeted 26 yeah. grand yesterday. And the driver didn't stop delivering till so we fixed his thing and whatever. So he was delivering till our last eight at night. And then today we had a 32 ton wagon turn up at five to five. Mate. So I so I had to stay and unload it. Take and I was just like taking the piss, mate. And then a little shit earlier, I was gonna fuck him up. Oh yeah, this that was this, this little kid, Paul. Do you want yeah. to tell Paul what happened earlier on? So was it, you, you know the branch. You've been in there, haven't you, Paul? Yeah. Right, round the side, there's like loads of concrete lintels on the floor, and I'm serving this builder who's come in with the customer, who's this really stuck-up woman from Kinkoid, like mm. uh and her kid is climbing on all these concrete lintels. And I went, oh, can you jump down, little man? It's really, it's really dangerous. And he went, no. <laughs> and I was like, right, how do I play this? So I was like, right, okay, nothing. Nothing from the parent. I was like, right, okay. So he done it again. And I went, it's really dangerous, mate. I said, uh, if you don't get down, you might hurt yourself. And he went, watch this. And he jumped, right? <laughs> off the top of the lintels onto the bottom and I was like I want you to break your leg I really wanted to right and all the mum did was oh JJ can you just listen to the man please and I'm thinking fucking hit him what okay Matt what would <laughs> what would you do what would both of you we talked last week around you know about parenting styles like I would shout. I'd feel embarrassed. Yeah. I would shout. I would grab him and say, excuse me a minute. And I would go. Blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, I'd make sure. But I wouldn't. Or, you know, I'd tell him off. Mm. I wouldn't just go, no. Any, any little cunt. Oh. <laughs> but I was like carrying timber. I was carrying timber to this stuff. Fucking carrying timber to the, to the van. And he's like. I'm putting it on the floor. You went, I'll oh, just leave it there, mate. I went, all right, yeah, no worries. And the kid's just picking up the timber and just throwing it. I'm thinking, fucking discipline your kid. How old is he? He was about eight. Little fucker. <laughs> yeah, why would I, you know, I, I would. If that was Erin, I'd go fucking mental. Oh. I'd give her the slight, I'd put, I'd like put her out of my hand behind the back and do the old, oh, fucking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Dylan's seven, right? If um, if he had acted like that, or has, has he ever acted a little, like, let's say, antisocial or like any of that? Has he ever been in that type of situation where you've had to, um, I don't know, it just feels like a really shitty situation to be in i don't even know what would be the best to do obviously not ignoring them and just let them do what they want is not the best response but like how would you even handle that um well uh, to, to be honest he's, he's usually pretty pretty good when we're when we're out places anyway but i, I you know I, I would i would if he didn't get down i'd physically like pull him down myself and talk to him yeah and just explain like you know don't do that here 
dangerous. It's a fucking builder's merchant. It's not a playground. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's I, gobsmacked. I'll, I'll do my slow. best to just not take him at all. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not worth the headache. I know, but you, you can't just leave eight-year-olds at home on their own, like, you know, unfortunately. Well, just leave him in the car. Leave I, Honestly, I don't know why they didn't leave him in the car. That's a good point, actually. When I was eight years old, I was always left in the car as my parents yeah. went off and did stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. See, with the age of technology, where they could have just gone, right, go fry your brain with A for Adley and fucking, you know. All right, how are you, How are you, Paul? How was the family? How was the two kids? Good, yeah. I've been I've been off work this week, the week off. So you took that off because of Easter, uh, it's been yeah. Nice, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been good. Sun's been shining. Spent. I was like, we got the builders still still in, so I'm got a living room with a minute. Uh, so I've just been trying to spend as much time out of the house as possible. So I I edited I edited this out of the last podcast, but you said you were hoping that they didn't finish the work on time because you wouldn't be able to pay them. I don't think Matt was actually on, on the call at that time because <laughs> they they, uh, they finished on time or they uh, they over they overrun. No, so it's, it's overrunning. Uh, I got paid yesterday, so so we're all good. <laughs> we're all good. <laughs> That's funny. I was talking to um, Kat about this the other day, and she was she was quite chill about it all, to be honest. Because I was saying um, stressful not having you know not having a living room. Was she? She, <laughs> she might be on. She might be on WhatsApp. <laughs> she was chill on WhatsApp. <laughs> she said literally. She said the only thing that's an inconvenience is that she can't do her her and I do that app, don't we? That fitness app. Yeah. She said the only only inconvenience is that she can't do that. She was like I said, she was quite relaxed about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's literally no space for no space for that. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a bit of a pain in the ass, especially if we're like when we're home with the kids, just trying to keep them. Gonna, that's what I was gonna say. How was this upstairs? week with them with them off school and it and it being Easter? How's that been with the kids this week? Um, well, like I said, because I've been off and it's been decent weather. It's fine. Like I was out. Right, yeah. Well, out from like half nine till four. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Then uh, that sounds exhausting. Oh yeah, knackered. <laughs> Just been going sounds to going to exhausting. going to to the woods and stuff. That's a, that sounds t- mate. I the other day this evening I was out for three hours and I was exhausted, and I didn't. And there was no children, so <laughs> yeah. But you wait, you get to that point where you're in the woods and it's you know it's quite thick with trees, and you're thinking, if I run now. They won't find me. And then you have that, like your head, your flashback, and you're in the car and you're sat in the, and you're sat in your car. It's like, and the kids are running towards the car, like, no, 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 like, quick. It's good to know you're both so happy. Um, Any, uh, yeah, with uh, (laughs) either any of your children did any do anything funny or horrific in the last week. Or last week and a half since we since we last talked. Oh well, so on on Tuesday when we were out, Dylan needed a shit, and there were no toilets open. They're all locked everywhere, and I was very ill prepared for that. So he just shit in the woods and had to wipe his ass with a leaf. <laughs> it's mildly inconvenient. Oh, that's an understatement. Bloody <laughs> uh, hell! Yeah, because that's the problem, right? All public toilets are closed, aren't they? Um, because of COVID, there's no one servicing the, the toilets. Like, um, 
Like, like I went somewhere the other day and there was just no bins. There's just not one bin in sight. Mm. Like I took Winston for a walk somewhere and they've just like, the, or the, the bins that were there were just locked and closed. So, um, I thought you meant like they, they took the bins out, they hid them. Well, funny enough, literally, I went somewhere not long after COVID, um, like the day, the day before, um, the first time, the day before we all got told to stay indoors, um, Leah and I took Winston on like this, um, uh, these sand dunes. Um, it's really weird. There's this place in like Ponorama on Birth of Mouth, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, it's like. Massive sand dunes. Yeah, but it's all—it's just yeah, massive. It's weird as shit. Yes, yeah. It's just these yeah. huge fucking sand dunes just in the middle of Tonarevel. It's just the weirdest it's thing. It's wicked. It's pretty cool, it's yeah. It's wicked. But we, uh, we were, probably weren't supposed to be there at the time. But it, you, weren't, you weren't being forced to stay indoors, but nowhere was open, right? And we went there, and they'd actually um, removed a lot of the bins. So you just couldn't even <laughs> use it, which I don't blame them, because you know what people are like? Even if a bin is closed, they'll just stack it on top of the bin. Mm. So um, COVID's out. You're not. You're not recycling. No, you're not having it. So uh, near the beginning, one of the most depressing things was I was walking around here with Dylan and Ivy, and there was a the guy in the park taking the swings off. Oh, you, oh, you utter bastard! He was like, "That's not me. I'm not the council. A subcontractor." You know, secretly he was sat at home. Right, holding them, sat there watch, watching the chase, going, I'll have them, I'll have them, the little bastards. <laughs> Drinking his can. Ooh, that's what he'd be like. That's what I reckon he's like. Oh, you should have recorded that. That would have gone viral, man. Like, that's oh, COVID. Some man taking away swings. That's <laughs> 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 how bad it's got. Fucking <laughs> hell. Oh, my God. What about... um? What about you, Max? Obviously, the kids are off school now. I know they. I know they haven't been in school for long. Um, how has it been for both of you adjusting back to having kids home all the time? Because you had that for ages. They went back to school, and now they're back home for two weeks. How was that going for you, Matt? I've been fine because I've been in work. So uh, well, how's it been for so... Nick then? I fucking don't care. <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, she's uh, she's stressing out a bit, but like I've been cycling to work again, so she can have the car, so she can take the kids out places and stuff like that and whatever. But yeah, I think it's just Erin's great. It's funny she has the witching hour, as Paul eloquently put it. Like I get home from work at say like half past five, and she just turns into a twat, like full on. Like just won't listen, but that's it for like an hour, and then she's fine. Really, you know, you realise you've now called your well. How old's um? How old's Phoebe now? Four months, six? No, five. Five months. You've told you you've called your five month old a cunt, and you've called your five year old a twat. <laughs> I don't mean it. You know, I just I do it for the lunch. It's just funny. I can imagine there's, there's people there's people listen to this outside of the UK who will think of cunt and twat being like the worst things you can say and just absolutely shocked. Yeah, but it's just, it's a British yeah. thing, I think. I think cunt, cunt is like fuck. It's a term of endearment. It's a verb. It's said with all the level no, of right? Yeah, we all know that. Oh yeah, yeah. I love that cunt. You know. <laughs> It is a form of endearment in the UK. It is, it is. But like on, it's funny. On Sunday, I was um, Nick was out, and I was 
I had the kids and uh, I was trying I was trying to play PlayStation and look after the kids at the same time, right? So look after two so, children, five one of them being a five month year old and play PlayStation. Yeah, man. Pretty, that's pretty very pretty epic, yeah. Oh mate, I sat Phoebe and it was the last of us, so there's zombies and shit. So I sat, I sat Phoebe in front of me and I put the like the controller like like this, it's in front of her, and she's having the time of her life. And uh, she just starts screaming, crying, or whatever. And I start like, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> so I pause the game, put it on the bed, and I looked down, and she had this big yellow spot on her chest. And I was oh, like, God. now I had an egg sandwich earlier. It surely it must be yolk. <laughs> As I lifted up her vest, she shit her belly out. Like it was literally the full <laughs> length of just shit. And because she's starting to wean now, so she's eating she's eating foods. Like, you know, the old mashed carrots, bananas, and all that. It was absolutely rancid. It was in her belly button. I had to get a cotton, <laughs> had to get a cotton bud to clean it out, right? Because kids' belly buttons are like the Grand Canyon. They're so deep. You could keep money in there, right? And uh, it was all in the creases of her legs, and it was all up, up. Oh, man. It was, I had to bath her. So I had to turn the PlayStation off, which I was fuming about, and I had to bath her. To bath the shit out of my daughter's skin. <laughs> it's great fun, man. We both had some fun uh, child shit. It's always shit. shit. It's, always, it's shit. always shit. So much shit. It's all you talk about. <laughs> it's all you talk about. That's funny, man. That's funny. You wait. You you wait. I cannot wait. I know. I know. But the, but the worst thing is, right, is when you change a baby, right, and I don't know if Paul's going to agree with me on this, and like you'd be biting your nail and you'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake. And you're like a little bit of baby shit. Right, you, say, <laughs> like, you say this a lot. Oh. Paul, have you actually ever, has that ever happened to you, Paul? I, I bite my nails so there's nothing getting stuck up there. Right. Oh, yeah. You bite them down to the bone, don't you? Yeah, I know. It's terrible. Yeah. Terrible. But well, yeah, you say I, terrible. I, it means you don't get shit, shit yeah. underneath them. Yeah. <laughs> Forward planning. You need some. You need some high cuticles, <laughs> motherfucker. Okay, no, a nightmare. Um. Uh, right. Anyway, so me and Leah, right now, we're nine weeks away. We're almost. Not, we'll be nine weeks away on Sunday. So Easter Shit. Sunday, we're nine weeks away. Which it, it just every time I say it, it sounds even more mental. Um. The baby room is now officially done. Like literally, it's a fucking shocking job. And if you actually you take a look at some of the some of the work, you think it's been done by children, but it's done. Are you proud of it? No, because you've done no, it. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not proud of it. I'm ashamed. You wait till you have kids, mate. <laughs> uh, look, uh, you've done it you know we got a, a little bit of uh, you know I made that you stood there in the middle of the living room on a carpet with a beer in your hand going yeah I fucking did that or didn't you no no I was just I was just exhausted to be honest I was fed up of it <laughs> what were you going to say then Paul 
As I said, Kat showed me the little video you sent her of it. Like on a video, it looks good. Yeah, yeah, that's because you can't really see it. You can't see the <laughs> detail, right? If you, if you look at things. The problem is, this is the problem. You, if most Anyone that walks into that room or looks at the room will be like, it looks like a good job. But I know like the 50 things that look shit in that room. Right. And that's, it's like, it's, that's all I can think about when I look at, when I walk into that room. It's like, well, that's fucked. That needs to be done better. That's wonky. You know, that's fucking shit. So, yeah. Yeah. But once you have stuff in there, you're yeah, that's true. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. The, no one will notice. It'll be fine. The furniture's coming next week, so I've got to build that. So, that'll be fine. Oh, good luck. Good luck to you. Um, but Leah, Leah being nine weeks, um, the baby is three and a half pounds now. Whatever the fuck that is, right? But apparently, apparently, it's the size of a coconut. So, coconut seems small to me. So, I don't know. But that's apparently the, the size of what, it. What? Depends. What sort of coconut? I know. It's I think, I don't know. Is it the one with the... with the we talking carnival coconut. <laughs> what they call the, the, the part around a coconut? The, uh, the husk. Husk. That's it. Is it. Oh, that's a word. That. Is it with the husk or without the husk? I don't know, mate. But the size of a coconut, three and a half pounds. Leah's still not really showing that much. We literally went to the shop earlier on, um, and we come we went come across a Sean Hancock's mum, Tracy, um, and Tracy has never actually met uh, Leah like in person. And um, Leah showed her her bump, and she just couldn't believe how small she was. So she's still. She's a lot bigger than she was a few months ago, but she's still really small considering. It's actually kind of crazy. Um, but also what I've been doing over the last couple of weeks, I've actually been doing for longer than now. Where the fuck is it? I've been reading this. So I'll show you guys. Can you see that? Yep. Elite Dad or Kira. Hang on. So Elite Dad or Kira. So this is the book called Commando Dad Basic Training, How to Be an Elite Dad or Carer. Um, and it's by someone called Neil Sinclair. Essentially, it's a dude that was in the like army for years um, and then in a later life became a professional carer and had his own children. So he created this book, which is, which is styled like a army manual. So the, what he was saying is basically when you go into the army on day one, you're given a manual which tells you how to do shit, right? So when you're in certain situations, what are the steps and what are the things you should know, etc. Um, so it's it's actually quite good. It's a little bit um, thick on the whole army thing, like it literally calls babies baby troopers, so and, and things like that, right? Um, and like when I go into some of the stuff later on, the terminology he uses is um, interesting. But uh, it's a pretty good book because what it does, it basically breaks down like certain things you'll do with your child, especially. So this is after you have the child, which is why I'm reading it now, because I want to do I want to learn some more practical things about when the baby's here. And that's also where I want to take this podcast. So we've talked a lot about kind of broad and broad strokes, how to prepare for things becoming pregnant and things to like experiences when when they're here. But this drills down into much more practical advice. Um, but one, I want to use this and go through some of like the, the chapters of this and focus a chapter for, for each one of these episodes. Um, and 
the cha first chapter is the first 24 hours. And I don't think we need to cover that again because we've gone in over that in quite a bit of detail um, before. But the second chapter is about baby sleeping. But it's actually because we've covered that before, but it's about um, getting a baby into a sleeping routine. So I thought it was worthwhile going over that, particularly with you guys, to see how you found um, that. Because, Matt, that's literally what you're doing right now, right? You, you're getting feeding yeah. kind of a, a sleeping routine. Um, and that's something that, you know, we all fucking want. We want our baby to go sleep, right, so we can sleep. Um, and some of the advice and stuff in there is, is, on the face of it, I think really helpful. So it'd be good to get kind of what you guys think and whether it's just horse shit or if it's actually good advice. Um, so, yeah, so first thing to ask both of you then is, like, did you consciously think about a, a sleeping routine for your children? So, Paul, I'll go to you first because Matt's kind of doing this now. Like, did you have a plan of how and when you would start thinking about getting your you know, Dylan and Ivy into some type of sleeping routine. Yeah, I think one of one of the one of the things that we were we were quite set on was was establishing a routine quite early on for for both of them in terms of sleep. I was something our, our health visitor had spoken to us about when she when she sort of visited us visited us in the kind of early early days, and so we um, yeah you know we had a kind of set time that we would start getting them ready for bed each each night and the sort of routine that we'd follow, you know, bath. Um, I mentioned before, but not in any great detail, a kind of baby massage thing. So we did a bath, a sort of baby massage, reading a story. Well, okay. So what is a baby massage? Cause you have mentioned this before and you said you want to talk about like, what is that? Um, it is basically what, what it says. Um, so it's a kind of, you, you, uh, massage your, your, your baby usually after a bath um like with with some oils um and there's different kind of like techniques that they they sh that the um health visitor showed us uh for sort of different parts of the body really so like on the hands arms legs stomach shoulders uh, it's just like a really sort of relaxing routine it takes about sort of 10 15 minutes um i i i, I really kind of enjoyed Doing it. I didn't do it so much with Dylan Cat did it mostly um but I did, I did it with Ivy so, uh, and I, I thought it was quite a nice nice way of um sort of bonding with her kind of early on um and just a kind of calming sort of relaxing thing before before bed for them really um so yeah we used to do that and then then read read a story and put him to bed Obviously, it did, like I said before, it didn't, didn't fucking work with Dylan. That's what I was going to say. You basically got a 50% um, like, uh, success rate, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, we, we were quite set on like the the sort of timings for it as well, um, particularly on, on Dylan. Um, like we wanted to, if we were sort of had plans to, to do something, we would always kind of plan to be back home at a certain time so we could right, start okay. the sort of routine so the routine would always start at home um and yeah like i said work worked well with ivy not not so well with dylan but i don't know if that's the i i think that's sort of um despite the routine not not because of it with dylan 
Or maybe they didn't, didn't have your magic hands, Paul. Mm. Maybe that's what it was, you know? Maybe, maybe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 Matt, with you, so obviously you're going to this right now with Phoebe. Like, um, do you, do, did you consciously think of having, you know, at some point you're going to have this routine which you stick to consistently? Or is it more um, kind of off the cuff? No, we like from the beginning, even with Erin, we had like a set plan on what we were going to do. And obviously having another child with an older child is kind of not throwing a spanner in the works, but so it's a lot harder because you're trying to get them both ready for bed at the same time. But like Phoebe has, uh, she has a bath about seven o'clock and then baths then she gets then she gets changed as a bottle goes to bed and then sleeps through but that's all down to my brilliant wife because uh, she got her into the routine and stuff and i'm just sorry the dog's barking um yeah so uh shut the fuck up <laughs> um so yeah um and then with erin it's like one does the one child and one does the other one and we like take her in turns and stuff to to do like one night i'll put phoebe to i'll do the routine with phoebe put bath and put her to bed uh, and feed her and then nick will do erin and so on but at the moment touch word is working great because phoebe was in her own room i think for three months yes i was gonna say um how and is that still going well with phoebe yeah yeah yeah, it's great but she is really weird because she doesn't like her dummy at all she doesn't have a dummy and she hates her mobile not her phone yeah but um her, her mobile and all like the lights and stuff like that like now like you turn it on and stuff she starts crying as soon as you turn it off she off to sleep which is mental but uh yeah so at the moment touch wood everything's going really well did them um, what time like what uh like how old were your children when you started to do a routine like when did you paul when did you start um like uh, trying to enforce some type of routine with both dylan and ivy uh young I can't remember how young, but but young, <clears throat> probably about three or four months old. Okay. So yeah, we start, started pretty pretty young. What about you, Matt? Um, from the beginning, I think like we as soon as either Phoebe or Erin, we we bathed them and at at seven o'clock and then fed them afterwards and stuff, but like trying to do four hours every single day. And now we're introducing food with Phoebe's diet and stuff. So we swap out as much milk because she's on eight ounces at the moment. We like take half of that because of her food. And then, you know, uh, the other half would be the milk and whatever. But um, yeah, we've done it like from the get go. As soon as she come home, we were like, right, you're having a bath at this time, better this time and whatever. Which I work great because um so in this book right and um it's probably worth mentioning like uh this guy says at the beginning of the book he says you know he's done a lot of research he's talked to a lot of professionals and is actually endorsed by um some kind of child um doctor or psychologist but um what he advises because it's funny right so Paul you're you're saying you started that fairly young 
But compared to Matt, that's actually a lot later, um, much later. But um, what what he suggests is that it's pointless basically trying to get a baby into a routine before six weeks. So, Paul, you might think um, three to four months is, is early, but actually this book recommends after six weeks, it's, it can, it's not too bad. Um, and the, essentially the reason why they, they give is that before um, six weeks, babies, first of all, they can't stay awake very long. So they, they will inevitably sleep throughout the day. And because of that, it's really difficult to um, in kind of get them in the habit of sleeping long periods in the night because they just won't be tired. Secondly, um, they actually don't know the difference between day and night at that point. So when I get to some of the practical advice is actually um, one of the good, uh, one of the, the strongest things that he recommends in the book is if you can get, if you can get a more of a routine around day versus nighttime, so they're, they're their body gets more familiar with the difference between day and night, not just from a um, like a routine point of view, but also like the things you do. That can help them get better at sleeping at night. Um, and also, and this is this is something. Fine enough. I don't know if either of you guys have ever read the book How to Sleep. Either of you read that book? No. It's a really um, fascinating book. It's, it's apparently there's been a lot of uh, kind of um, people online saying. Uh, debunking the book so i don't know how true or not it is but um you, do you know what i think it's called a circadian rhythm i think it's called circadian 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 that's it circadian rhythm so um so when the baby is in the womb because um you know you move around you, the the woman the mother moves around throughout the day the baby doesn't get a huge amount of um uh no hang on what did she say that doesn't make any sense actually when i'm explaining this like the way it explained it basically the way it explained it is that their rhythm is the exact opposite of what our rhythm is when they're in the womb so they're more active in the night um less active in the day and then when they are born they need to kind of revert that so it can take uh a while to do that funny enough in this book which how to sleep they say it takes about six weeks for your body clock to um, adjust to kind of a different different environment and um, so that's why he suggests like in the first six weeks it's not even worth trying to get your babies into a habit when they sleep they sleep right so um if, if they need to sleep in the day they sleep in the day and if they awake in the night they awake in the night they did but he does say after six weeks you can get them or six to eight weeks you can introduce a, a routine um so like did you guys do anything around kind of trying to help your children understand the difference between day and night. Um, did you ever think about that when you were trying to get them into their routine? I'll go to you first, Matt. Like, does that, ever, does that play a part now with Phoebe? Do are you conscious of being kind of different, like making the environment and your behavior different in the in in the evening versus the day? Well, obviously, I think. You know, not thinking about it because you know it's not so much psychosomatic or anything. But I think like her having only having a bath in the evening kind of gets her, you know, like a, uh, gets her to know that right. Okay, I'm going to bed now and whatever. Because as soon as she has a bottle straight after bed, uh, straight after the, the bath, she's you know out like a light. Um, but 
obviously making it as <clears throat> as dark as possible i think helps a lot because obviously in the daytime it's light and you know it's loud and whatever and in the nighttime obviously it's a lot lot quieter mm. but like it was it was it's kind of weird with erin and her because we tried to not some we try not so much to be like mouse quiet we still do what we gotta do we're obviously not shouting and screaming and stuff because like erin will literally sleep through a fucking heavy metal concert mm. and she'll you know which i think is great yeah yeah of course right yeah i know we've talked about it before before i think that's um that's helpful what about you paul like did you make a conscious effort to try to because it's something I hadn't think of, thought about, but when you hear it, it makes complete sense, right? You want the, a baby does not know the difference between night and daytime. So by having consistent behavior beyond just the routine, right? So having a bedtime routine is something that he suggested, particularly like bathing, particularly like doing relaxing things so that they are relaxed and comfortable is a big thing and clean, which is another big thing about, about bathing. So they're not in, uncomfortable. Um, but did you do anything else, Paul, to try to differentiate day and night more um but i suppose kind of in the sort of the one thing that that we sort of did was when they were sort of napping in the day we weren't quiet at all yeah um whereas at night time obviously we were a lot more quiet so that was again some another kind of thing that our sort of health is to Sort of told us about it's like you know in in to help them kind of establish the, the difference in in sort of day and night when they're having the day nap carry on as usual use the opportunity to to you know do the hoovering um keep the radio on you know have if it's summertime have the windows open so there's background noise so they know that this is daytime they're just having a sleep but nighttime everything's quiet they go to sleep everyone's going to sleep yeah. Yeah. So there was that, I guess. But other than nothing, other than the sort of bedtime routine stuff I talked about, we that we did kind of differently in the night. I I don't think. No, that that makes sense, right? That's basically what this um, meal guy kind of advises. Like he gives golden rules for for introducing sleep. So first of all, is predictability. So that's like the routine, doing the same thing every day, um, and things he says you should do and things he says you should not do. So things you should do is make daytime more active. So daytime active, lots of stimulus, evenings less so, right? So less stimulus, less active. Um, make sure the house is bright in the day and make sure the house is, is dark in the evening. Um, and also the routine thing is, is key. Like I, I did, don't need to go into too much detail because essentially what you two both have described is exactly the routine you suggested, right? So bath your baby, make sure they're clean, um, change their nappy, fresh nappy. You know, the, the massage is a perfect example of how to make your, try to encourage your child to be comfortable and relaxed, right? Because that's that's what you want to do. Um, some of the things he says not to do is kind of tiptoe around your baby. So try to be too quiet as you both kind of just um, uh, mentioned. Also, after three, six weeks, he suggests to try to avoid your baby taking naps in the day, um, just so that can help them be more tired in the evening. Um, and something he also says don't do is avoid uh, kind of the big light in the night, right? So have a night light and 
um, try if you, if you have to wake up. This is something else he discusses as well. Um, like if you have to wake up in the evening, the thing you should do is first of all stay calm, right? So if your baby is crying for whatever reason in the nighttime and has woken you up, most of the time it's going to be for they're hungry. It's going to be because um, they want your attention. It's going to be because they're in any, some type of discomfort, right? So they might need changing. Um, in the worst case scenario, it's going to be because there's something you know worse, something more um, like they could be in danger. Um, and the, la the worst thing for you to do in that situation is to wake up and kind of also be loud and scream and stuff like that, right? It's not going to help the situation. It's just going to make it worse. So like what he describes in the book as is running quiet. So this is a, a, a military term. So any, any kind of... Um, running quiet. Running quiet, yeah. Let's, what's the actual word he use? He uses it, uh, is that what it, running, or running silent? Well, if you're doing cartoons when their little legs are going... <laughs> Maybe it's running silent or something. Um, so essentially it's just, it's a military term to, when you need to do something in complete silence, right? So you might have to, to complete a mission, but be complete silence, right? Don't make a noise. So what he suggests is that that's your mindset. Your mindset should be to be calm. It should be to do, do things quickly and more, more efficiently. So if your baby is, is crying because they're uncomfortable because they've got a wet nappy, you know, quick change that nappy as quickly as possible, as quietly, quietly as possible, and as calmly as possible. And that's going to give you the best um, chance to have a baby that goes back to sleep. Um, yeah, then he mentioned about kind of, um even routines oh yeah another thing as you said Matt, kind of the last feed of the day is is a big thing um something else he suggests so tips for establishing a routine it'd be good to know if you guys did this so what he suggested is you should only ever put your your baby in their bed right so wherever that is right their, their kind of cot their shared bed their, their basket whatever when they are tired but you shouldn't stick it in stick them in there when they are asleep because the logic is, is they will get more used to falling asleep in their bed. So rather than waiting for them to sleep and then putting in the bed and then having a chance to wake up and, you know, cry or whatever, or for you to put them in the bed and them to wake up and then start crying because they don't know where they are, things like that. Like by putting them in their bed when they're falling asleep or tired is, is more effective. Did you, either of you experience that? Like what was both of yours, yours approach with that? Paul, Paul, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, so the, we did did that very kind of successfully with with Ivy, um, less so with Dylan. Right. Yeah, yeah we, we tried 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 both. Neither of them, like I mentioned before, he, he wouldn't. He, it was very difficult for him to sleep unless he was on top of someone, mm. essentially. So. <laughs> Yeah, we could. We tried for a long time putting him in bed when he was tired, because that that's also something that we kind of had had, had read up on, um, and advice we we'd seen sort of elsewhere. So we tried that, but it was not particularly successful. Um, and we you know neither was it successful putting him in bed when he was already asleep, because he'd be awake within five or ten minutes anyway. So yeah, yeah. nothing worked, Dylan. Right, just one of those things. Yeah. You have to have exceptions to the rule, right? This, 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 you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I got to tell you, it's such a such a surprise when it was 
as straightforward as it was with Ivy. <laughs> yeah, that's just like <laughs> done. <laughs> that must be interesting. That must be interesting. But we never talked about this. But I can imagine, right? Because I'm I'm like this. Um, again, I can only I use Winston, my dog, as an example. Like if there's a behavioural problem with Winston, I blame myself, right? So we we took Winston out for a walk um, yesterday. And he's, he's like getting worse with other dogs, right? He's very protective of us when he sees other dogs as we're walking out. And for some reason, I don't know why he's getting worse and worse. So something we're doing is making it worse. I don't know why. Um, but like Leah blames Winston, right? So Leah's like, oh, he's such a naughty dog. I'm like, well, it's something we're doing, right? Um, so I can imagine with Dylan, because I would be like this, right? I would blame myself, right? I'd sit there and be like this. We fucked up somehow. Like, what did we do wrong? So it must be unbelievably amazing when you do the same things with Ivy and it works, and you just sit there and think, Dylan's just a... Dylan's a twat. <laughs> <laughs> right, he's called his kids a twat now. You know, it just proves that some kids are different, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's mad. It's mad. Because I remember like with, with Ivy, we had to wake her up to feed her in the night. Like yeah. in the in like in the earlier days, and yeah, <laughs> so it was, it was completely uh, completely the opposite of of Dylan. Even though we took like exactly the same approach with both of them, so yeah. Yeah. What about you, Matt? Did you um did you do that kind of put them to bed when they're tired technique rather than when they're asleep? Um. No, we we only. Um, going off what I can remember now, like same with Phoebe, she only goes into her bed at at bedtime. Right. Yeah. So she kind of we let her sleep where she sleeps, and uh, like Phoebe will sleep in a like little chair thing that she got or on the sofa or whatever, and um, and we only yeah we only put her to bed when she only goes to sleep when she goes to bed and stuff. But like, um, yeah, nothing strenuous or anything like that. I have been tempted to put her in the dog's bed and just go leave her there, see what she does. But um, no, uh, yeah, we've been all right with that, really. It was just when when Phoebe had colic. Yeah. That was horrific for like three months. It was just crying non-stop I think me and Nick were having like three hours sleep a night and then Nick would be uh, and Nick would have the, both the kids the next day and I'd be in work and I'd just be like oh fuck you know there's not enough coffee in the world no, and it, it was oh, it was horrendous it was horrendous but you know shit, shit happened it's funny you, yeah. you say that because one of the other things he talks about um, is how to handle crying right as you're trying to get your baby into sleep routine so he, what he suggests is if they cry, let them do that for a maximum of five minutes. And then if they're still crying after five minutes, go in and tender to them, essentially. Um, and he stresses this might be tough. And I was going to ask you two about that, right? Was there ever a moment, like, did, did you guys do that? Like, what, what was your response? So, so Paul, I'll go to you um, first. Like when you were going into the sleeping routine, um, if you maybe maybe Dylan is, isn't a good example because you know 
Um, I'm not sure he, was, he even really slept in the, in his bed, but um, maybe with Ivy. But say either of them woke up crying. Like, what what would you usually do? Would you go straight away? Would you would you wait? Like, what was the typical response? Uh, try and try and wait. I, I can't, it, de- it depends how they how they cry. I guess. Yeah, you, could, you can tell like, which cry is which. Yeah, you could, like different pitches and yeah, shit. Yeah, you can kind of tell if you need to go straight away. Right. Okay. Yeah. But um, otherwise, you know, otherwise we we tried to try to try to leave a bit, see if they could they could sort of get themselves back back off to sleep, or you know, sort of comfort themselves and get back to sleep. Um, What's the longest you would leave it? Because first of all, I've, I imagine at the beginning that must be tough, right? Particularly in your first child, like letting them yeah. cry, it just must feel awful. Um, but with with the second, like having two kids, my main concern was don't wake the other child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like leave it. What sort of cry is it? Like Paul said, and it'd be like, oh, right, okay, and then go to them because they're either a hungry or B, they've need changing. But you can kind of tell which ones are which. But the amount of times that we've found the cat sleeping in the crib with the baby, and it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. So <laughs> just get out. So dangerous, man. <laughs> out, out. It's, but it, it, the, the worst thing for us is the dog, which is lovely in a way, the dog sleeps when Phoebe goes to bed. The dog sleeps in the baby's room. Yeah. But then when he wakes up, he shakes his fuck. He shakes his head, and he wakes the baby up. And it's like, oh, yeah, he's a, he's a loud sick. dog. I can hear his feet going in the background when you're talking. Do you know what he's doing? Do you know what he's uh, doing? What's he doing? He's completely destroyed one of the teddies, right? And he's just ripped it apart. Yeah, I'm talking about you. And he's ripped the whole thing apart. So my living room is just full of fluff. Yeah. How long? So how long would you guys leave it for? Is it like uh, if if it's a cry? Which, all right? Okay. A week. I was going to say, be honest, right? So you've said, Matt, you've said this before, right? Like, cry, you is you you can tell after a certain period of time, right? You can tell what the cry is and kind yeah. of the trigger points. And fair enough, this is what Commander Dad talks about. He even says, you'll familiarize yourself with the different types of cries. But say it's a cry which is not urgent, you know. It's a, it's not a life uh, life at risk cry. What's the longest you would you would leave that your baby crying? Paul, I'll go to you and be honest as possible. Like, what, what would be the longest you think you'd be like, oh, no, there go in. Um, I, I I think probably I would agree. I wouldn't wouldn't leave it longer than than the five minutes that you said. And when we did the kind of like sort of controlled cry and sleep thing and started yeah. at, at five minutes, um, which is which is longer than it sounds when there's a baby crying. It's to say it feels like a month. Yeah, it feels so long. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's difficult. It's very it's it's a it's yeah it's really tough, stressful, especially when you're kind of if you're if you're sort of you and your partner's sort of both awake and, and doing it, and you're kind of uh, you know looking at looking at your phone or your watch or whatever, um, and looking at each other thinking fucking hell this is hard. Yeah, <laughs> want to go in? I was always one of you being like, no, we gotta leave it. They got two more minutes. Like we can do it. <laughs> Yeah, worried about that. What about what about you, Matt? The same type of thing, or 
fuck him, leave him. We, we, fuck him. Just light a cigarette and go. No, in ten minutes. Stick your headphones in. Um, yeah, and um, like two to three minutes, like two to three minutes. Right. It. I kind of feel like on Erin it was like a bit longer, but with Phoebe now with the other, I just don't want her to wake Erin up. So it's like two to three minutes. Right. Okay. But I always pretend to be asleep. So Nick, if Nick listens to this now, she'll know my fucking traits because I always pretend to be asleep. Yeah, like I always wake up, but I I I always wake up, but I like like close my eyes and just listen. <laughs> you've done that as well, Paul. You say you saying that like you've done that. Oh, you yeah, wait. You I wait. have done it, but also you I, you you catch cat then because what she does is also do it, but thinks I am actually asleep and kicks me <laughs> while I'm awake, <laughs> but kicks me and then doesn't move. So, you know, she's just as bad, if not worse, she actively tries to wake me up while pretending to be asleep. <laughs> Hang on, Paul. Have you ever talked about this? Yeah. With her? You have, right? <laughs> uh, that's funny. She's fucking booting you. Open you. will wake you up and you'll just be like, what the fuck? Ah, oh, baby's crying. Better get up. <laughs> oh, man, that's awful. Or I just roll over. Mm. The shit you gotta, the shit you gotta do, and you know, the mind games that happen yeah. when you when you have a baby. You got him. You got him. And then she'll tell you about, oh, you never guessed what you did last night. I was trying to wake you up, and you'd be like, yeah, I know, because I was pretending. <laughs> but you don't tell them that. Well, so the, it's all it's all up here. So the, the the tips for establishing routine, what this guy says, right? Just to recap. So put the baby to bed when they're tired but not asleep to help them learn to doze off alone. Make sure they're comfortable when they when you do that right. So you know um, that their nappy's clean and they're in a comfortable bed, etc. Comfortable clothes. If they cry, let them do so for a maximum of five minutes. If they're still still crying after five minutes, go to the room and check all is okay. Operate silent running. Not to upset the baby, and when it says make sure to operate silent, operate running. silent running, right? Operate yeah. silent running. So go, if any, if anything isn't okay, right? If they need a nappy change, if they need to be cleaned, you know, if they're not, if they're, I don't know, if there's something they've got their clothes, I don't know, whatever, right? Just make sure they're comfortable, um, and then repeat, and that's it, right? That's pretty much it. Just rinse and repeat that whole process until until they. You know, it's a little bit like you, Paul, the controlled crying thing, right? Kind of like that, right? Just keep the same thing and maybe increase the time. Um, something he does stress is never to leave your baby alone and cry for more than 20 minutes. I shouldn't... 20 you know, minutes? He says, which I think is... 20 minutes, I I, the man... That's probably more of a legal thing he has to say in the book. Um, because like you said, he says, no, don't leave him alone for five minutes. And right at the end, he's like, never leave a baby alone for more than 20 minutes. If you're if you're if you're leaving your baby cry for twenty minutes, you know you've got some issues. You're on the bus. You're in, yeah. you're going into town. And also, it's important to know yeah. that it's normal for babies to cry. It's normal for babies to take a long time to sleep, and it's normal for babies to fall out of routines. You've probably seen this, right? You've probably had progress. You think, oh, they get into the routine, and then one day they're just bastards. It's when they get it's, it's when they get cold or four something. Months. It's like normally around about four or five months. The, the, there's a special term for it. Nick said it the other day and it just went shoosh, being a cunt. Over my head. Yeah, being a cunt. So, 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 being a cunt. So Paul, you, you've experienced it when they have colds, right? Like, yeah, makes sense or any little it. thing, yeah. like yeah. like you first get into a routine and then they're like teething or 
they pick up a cold or like yeah. anything can just sort of knock knock you back and start at the beginning. Your fabric softening and the washing, you know, it's... anything. Because <laughs> something else he says, and this goes to you, Mark, right? He says, is, um, it's what it's not normal for is babies to have a temperature or rash, right? So if, if you if you check in on them and they've got a temperature or rash, that's not normal. And also, it's not normal for them to have high, intense crying for hours, which could be colic or something, something even worse, right? So, um, so if 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 they if their crying is consistent um, and they are in, in, in they are uncomfortable all the time and they're clearly in distress, then you should definitely see um, the GP because um, it could be colic or, or something else. Um, yeah. So, so as I've already mentioned. He, he, the book highlights about being quiet, calm, and gentle, um, and being fast. Like, is there any moments where, like, that's just gone wrong? There must be some moments where, like, you try to be quiet and gentle, and you end up fucking, I don't know, tripping over something or knocking something over. Like, that must happen all the time. Toilet seat. You're in, a, in the middle of the night. You go for your uh, your two a.m. I've had too many beers. Piss. And you stood there with one eye open because if you open the law is if you open two eyes, you're awake. So you keep one eye, uh, and then you have a piss, and then you accidentally drop the toilet seat lid, bang, and the whole house wakes up and you get you get a bollock in. And it's just ah oh, fuck's sake. Well, Paul, didn't you um was it you or cat who scalded themselves in the night, like waking up one time to feed? Uh, no, Cat scolded herself, but that that wasn't in the. I think that was a daytime one. Oh right, okay. Paul, you must. Oh. Paul, no, don't take this wrong way, right? But I can imagine if you're awake in the middle of the night, you're not paying that much attention. Like you must have knocked some shit over. Oh, I don't know. Probably. Although that that running running silent, whatever you said, I think I'm I'm pretty much a pro at that, to be honest. Okay, fair enough. That's why you were a demon on a football pitch. <laughs> no one knew you were coming. There was well, you Paul, Mal- nowhere. Paul Maldini, bang, smashing players, hoofing them. Oosh. That's where he learned it. Having kids turns you into a pro centre half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure there's probably been situations where I've knocked shit over or something but but generally i'm i'm pretty uh pretty quiet on my feet fair enough mate i, I i'm i'm not su- su- suggesting you're not uh you are quite quiet i remember actually when we lived together paul the amount of times you'd fucking i'd be in the living room or something and you would just appear in the living room <laughs> and i'd be like fuck with it. do you remember harry used to joke about it i'm sure yeah did. no you did yeah because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would he would do fuck like he'd I remember that now, actually. Yeah, he was. Oh, like Mister Ben? No, he, what it was. Um, I didn't magic. He appeared. No, like I've never. That's funny enough. I've, never, I've not thought about this since at uni, but I've never known anyone to to so silently be able to walk up and down the stairs. It's quite remarkable. Like you just wouldn't hear him, and then before you know it, he's he's in the living room and he's sitting next to you. And you're like, oh fuck, what's sitting next to me? What's going on? Like a serial killer, little bit, yeah. All a ghost. <laughs> you, you would make a class serial killer. Yeah. Well, I probably would, yeah. Especially if, yeah, especially if you're upstairs. Crying babies pushed him over the edge. Now Paul is seeking revenge. <laughs> we're um, 
were there are there any kind of cues for knowing when your baby's tired right so some of the ones he mentions uh, before i go in, into them is are there any like clear signs that you guys have with your kids where you think i oh, know i know they're, they're ready to go to go to sleep now matt there must be things with phoebe where she's like she does something and you know she's ready for bed uh, yawning mostly yeah but like sadly um i saw like a think of at the moment yawning fairly root one right it's fairly root, root one. one yeah <laughs> straight down the middle paul with you is there any any signs you, you, your kids would give you to know that they need to go to bed um well, no but just only the kind of pretty obvious ones really so like rubbing their eyes or yawning i say the only the there's one one way we I was not really knowing when they're ready to go to bed, but there was always a kind of sign if you knew that Dylan was going to stay down for longer than five minutes. And as if you put him down, and if he put his both his arms kind of up like that when he's lying down, <laughs> if he did that, you knew. Yeah, oh, you've shit. got you've got a bit of time. He's going to sleep. Well, yeah, you, the, I bet you must have sat there just waiting, like <laughs> looking at his arms, like "Come on, arms, <laughs> come on." Did you used you to get his arms and put them up like you were pinning him in like WWF? <laughs> One. <laughs> I, I imagine so, but I don't really remember. Probably wouldn't have worked. But yeah, that's that's how we knew he was going to be kind of he was going to be out for a bit. But in terms of like actually sort of tired in the in the sort of build up um like i said just kind of rubbing their eyes yawning you know kind of more obvious things yeah, i guess like, exactly right so when i read that in the book it literally says yawning rubbing eyes losing interest in activities getting restless and crying and other than crying i do all the i do all the other three right um when i want to go when they get older there's other tells when your kids you know they they they're tired, they go to bed, like Erin will just talk utter shit. <laughs> well, Leah does that one. Leah does just that one. Nonsense. I tell you, the, and it might it might be a woman thing. I don't know. <laughs> see, the, the the crying one is always and will always just really piss me off about babies. <laughs> or young kids when they're crying because they're tired. I know. Like, no one is keeping Opposite. you up. We're actively trying to make you go to sleep, which will solve the problem that you're so upset about that you obviously want to do. So just get a job. You stood over. You stood over there, cots in the middle of the night, going, "Just got to. You haven't got a job. You haven't got to get up from work. You're selfish." <laughs> I know. I go, I, go, I go deeper. I go deeper. I go, do you like this fucking house? Because <laughs> if I don't go to sleep now, I'm not gonna have a job. So we're gonna have nowhere to fucking live. And you're not gonna have any toys, so fucking go to sleep. <laughs> oh my god! Doesn't work. Like from zero to a hundred in like three sentences. Oh yeah, Paul's a zero to a hundred guy, right? He's he's very calm and relaxed, and then it's just up to a, up to eleven. That's funny, man. <laughs> you, you seem you seem like you've had a, you had enough. I'm gonna live in the gutter. Me and your mother are gonna get divorced. I'm gonna lose my fucking hair, and then we'll hate you. We'll hate every one of you. Just sit over them. Is that smoke, what you smoking want? A, smoking a regal. <laughs> Is that what you want? Oh God! Blowing smoke into their crib. <laughs> That's so funny. It is stupid. It is. That's a problem, boy. It's so. It's so irrational. Like that's a problem with children. 
they are irrational because yeah if you want if you're crying because you, you want to go to sleep just go to sleep like no but it's one of those things like everyone go oh but it's kids and it's like no it's not they're human beings fucking learn well no to, to be fair to children <laughs> they they their frontal cortex isn't fully um developed up, up until about the age of like 20 so i think it can be anywhere from 22 to 25 Hey, people, I've met people like adults, grown ass men. Well, there's there's a spectrum, right? At the end of the day, there's 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 people on the 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 margins, right? I answered the phone yesterday, and the first thing out of this guy's mouth was sheds, and I was like, <laughs> "What?" He went sheds, and I was like, me. "Yeah, it was sheds." I was like, "What?" I was like, "All right, what about them?" And he went, "Do you sell them?" And I was just like. This is the people I've got to deal with. This is like grown ass men who pay taxes and mortgages ah, and stuff. <laughs> and it's just like, like where do you go from here? Like, there's there's so many different avenues you ah. can go down. And I just, I, I, like, the part of me just wants to go. What do you want about me? And I'm just like, all oh, right, yes, we we can get sheds for you. Well, what sort of shed are you looking for? I don't know, a, a six foot shed. And it's like. Oh, this is going to be one of them fucking days, isn't it? Paul's like that, but more than Paul, Matt. When we were doing the, um, when we were doing the, uh, the, the, again, the wood for the room, right, to do the panelling, he said, just ring him up and tell him the measurements of your room and say, I need wood for the panelling. I was like, shouldn't I give him some more information than that? Yes, Stephen, you he, should. He was like, no, just ring him up. Say, look, this is the size of the room. You want half, half the room panelled. What do I need? And I was like, I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna f- actually give him the measurements of what I need. Yes, no, yeah. because I would go. I don't know, mate. I'm not a builder, yeah. and if you would have phoned me, and it's just like also, you've not. You don't live in my house. You don't know the room. No, like I had someone phone me, and I think I've said this previous. I had someone phone me once, right, and he wanted a patio, right, and he just went, "Oh, mate, you sell slabs." I went, "Yeah, yeah, we sell slabs. I'm an engineer." Oh, I don't know. Um, I want the same ones as my neighbours got. And I was just like, right, I don't know where you live or your neighbours, right? And it's like, don't you, don't, like, I don't know if you're like me, I rehearse what I'm going to say on the phone. If I'm going to order something, yeah. you order a takeaway or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right you, don't, you, you, you don't phone a takeaway and go, chicken. <laughs> no, you wouldn't, would you? <laughs> You wouldn't phone. You wouldn't phone a curry house and just go chicken. Imagine bringing a chip here, going chips, and then going, "Yeah, do you sell potatoes? Them? Potatoes? <laughs> you sell them? What do they? No, honestly, it's like, honest. Uh, this, this is the fucking people I gotta deal with every single fucking day. And I'm surprised I'm not grey, overweight, and smelly. I'm, quite- I'm one of them. I'm quite lucky in my job because literally you need this. There are some idiots, but they're, they're far and few between. Like to do to work in what I in what I do, you if you're not capable, you just get sacked, right? Like it's 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 far too. It's very cutthroat. Um, so most of the people I talk to on a day to day basis are, are capable enough where they they don't just shout fucking words. Like <laughs> imagine someone <laughs> poor. Imagine someone in your work was like, oh poor Facebook. Do, do we do it? <laughs> you know? That's what, we, what my previous uh, previous boss was like. To be fair, 
Yeah. We'll mention any names. That's a bad example. Like, Social like, media. Like Do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what haven't I got? A million socials. followers. Are we on yeah. the socials? How are we doing on the socials? That's, that's <laughs> what they say. <sighs> and it's just uh, like some some people, I just don't know how they get dressed in the morning. But, but, but right, back to the point, though, with kids. Sorry. <laughs> like kids, generally, so the frontal cortex is the front part of the brain. It's the most um, modern part of the, of, of the brain, right? So most animals, do, a lot of animals do not have it. Most animals are fairly modern. So like prehist- like old as fuck animals, like sharks and shit, don't have it. Um, more evolved, more recently evolved animals, particularly mammals, have it. Um, and it doesn't fully develop until you're in your early 20s. So it's and it's like it's going to happen. Kids are not very rational, but I but I do understand it is it makes those conversations tough, right? When they're just doing shit that doesn't make sense. But it does also explain why they do it because they're essentially chimps, right? I think a lot of monkeys have um, don't have good frontal cortexes, if what if any at all, and that's why they act like like that, right? Like idiots. You know, they throw shit at, at, at other monkeys because they. Bananas. You got him. That's what's it. Um, I got one one last thing to go over with um, any baby in the sleeping routine, and we touched on this a little bit before, but I think it's worth mentioning. It's about sleep deprivation, right? So I could, you can both both of you probably be able to say you've had severe sleep deprivation, right? Yeah. Yes. And Paul, we've talked about this before about how it affected your mental health. Matt, when you when Phoebe had um Chloric, how colic. colic, how like if you were Nick having three hours of sleep a night, like how are you even dealing with that? We were very short with each other. Like we there was a lot of I'd say unnecessary anger towards each other and resentment and stuff, which you know, I'll I'll put my hand up and say like we that we were communicating well. You know, I was very short with Erin because we were just shattered, like fed up. Yeah. Because we were just and it was one of those when Phoebe started crying, instead of being like, right, okay, let's deal with this, it was one of those, oh for fuck's sake. You know, and it was one of those, well, I'm in work all day. Oh, and you're at home, you're in... And it was one of them, and it's completely not fair at all on either person. And But luckily, you know, kids she, kids grow out of it out of, after three months, thank fuck. But it was, you know, I, I hated hated work. I hated being at home. I just, ah, I just needed a release. It was fucking horrible. And one thing that really, really helped me was that night um, over Sean's. You know, when we had poker night? Yeah, yeah. And just to see my friends was just like, oh, oh. it was, you know, it, it was, especially with the pandemic and stuff, it's fucking hard. But yeah. you do get through it. You do get through it. And I think me and Nick, you know, we've been, we've been married now almost 10 years. We've been together 14 years. I think it's just made us get you know it's brought us closer together and and be a bit more um what's the word i'm looking for um not so much we appreciate each other more i think of what each other person does because i think it can go two ways you can either resent each other or it could bring you together Mm -hmm. and it's just it's, it's fucking hard 
And I don't know how Paul and Kat coped with Dylan not sleeping at all for what a year. Yeah, pretty much a year. Yeah, and uh, and that's just testament to you t- you two as people. I think is fucking amazing. Because I we were gonna kill each other. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep? Do you do it? <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> it's it's um it's a real tough one for you, Matt, particularly with with Phoebe, because like the advice uh, this book gives, if you are really struggling with sleep deprivation, is first of all, it's not to ignore it, right? It's a big thing because um. To a degree, right? And unfortunately, having a kid, you're going to be sleep, de- sleep, de- sleep deprived. But what you don't want it, you don't want it to be so bad that it means you can't function, do what you need to do, right? Whether that's be a good partner, whether that's do your job, whether that's be a good parent, right? So if if, if you're at a point in where um, not having sleep is compromising that, then doing something you need to do something about. It, whether it's talking to your friends, talking to family, but something one of the pieces of advice it gives is trying to share the burden a little bit right so say if you are tired maybe um have a family member or a friend have the the child for for a few hours or whatever but obviously for you and nick matt that was impossible because it was mid-covid right so you couldn't even you couldn't even have friends or family kind of lighten the load a little bit which which is really tough um did paul wait with Dylan, like we, I think we talked about this before, right? There was a couple of times when didn't some friends have have him once or twice or something. Um, well, no, well, Cat's well, mum had him a couple of. Right, actually, yeah, no, I don't know. Did did she? How old was he? When he <laughs> I don't know. I was very tired. I was very tired. I can't remember how old he was. Oh when... no, I, you know, Paul, I remember. I actually remember. We had this conversation. You said no, and then Cat was in the background and said yes. My mum had him a few times, but you were sleeping, if you remember. Oh yeah, oh, who knows? I don't know. The only one thing I do know is whenever there was an opportunity, I would be very keen to try and catch up on some sleep. But Kat like just wasn't able to for for whatever reason. She just got kind of really anxious. And I just I just remember it just completely not making sense to me. I was thinking that we got like two hours, just go to sleep. I can't sleep. I I can't sleep in short bursts. I I find it impossible. Like I don't nap. I don't fall asleep. So like if I'm tired, it doesn't matter how tired I am. Same downstairs watching a movie. I I've never fallen asleep on a sofa in my life. Like in my entire life, I've never nodded. I'm I'm like that. Never. I can't. I can't sleep anywhere except my own bed. At bedtime, I I can fall asleep on the sofa easily. It's lovely. I think I get probably get from my from my dad. Well, my dad can my dad can sleep anywhere at any time. Oh well, yeah, Paul, like, remember when you're sleep sitting up. Remember when you're stagged, I think we came back and your dad was just sleeping outside, like yeah. on the um, on the uh the beds outside the, like, <laughs> yeah. the hospital, just flat out. Yeah, I, and that, that's not even because he had a drink. No, <laughs> <laughs> just just having a nap. Nah man, I I cannot do that. So I, I completely get it. Like I I get levels of um because when I when I if I tried a nap, because Leah likes that, I, for life me, I cannot like Leah accidentally falls asleep. I can't imagine accidentally falling asleep, like and waking up two hours later and be like, oh fuck, I fell asleep. I just I can't ever imagine that. I do it. I do it. No, I don't know because but... we need to sometimes even still now. Ivy, although she sleeps very well, she won't go to sleep unless I'm in the room for a bit, like while she's going to sleep and it can't be cat it has to be me she won't she, she would only have me put her to bed 
Um, and I've fallen asleep on a floor at like half six in the evening loads of times. And cats like come up and like, is she asleep yet? And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, oh, man. You know, it's, it's pretty, pretty, pretty easy for me. But it's, but that, like, you know, we joke about it, but that being able to have those short bursts of sleep will actually help. And it's something I'm, I'm worried about because I just don't know what I'll be able to do. Right. So then you just never cut, you can never kind of, recharge the battery um so yeah so i could be i get i get where cats coming from because when i if i tried to nap now essentially I just lay in bed i don't sleep for like two hours and the entire time i i it's i get like a minor anxiety um because i'm just getting stressed like this is a waste of fucking time what am i doing i'm not gonna nap and the longer that goes the more stressed i get so um so yeah i i get that um so something something uh, suggesting in Commander Dad is if you are really struggling and you know getting if you can't get people to help um, and it's compromising kind of your work life your you know your life with your partner is to reach out to like he suggests the Samaritans as, as you can imagine right it's a military book I, as far as I'm aware there's quite a big connection with kind of the Samaritans and this historic history with Samaritans and military um, so. So yeah, so, so I think that's a good idea, right? Um, but also something is, he suggests, which is the last thing, is try to take a bit of a break, right? So say if you're in, a, say your baby's screaming and you're getting stressed, right? Like we said earlier on, staying calm is what's important. So even if you have to put your baby in their cot or their bed in a safe environment where, where nothing bad can happen, and just step away for ten minutes, sit down, listen to some music, um, splash some cold water on your face, like just kind of get your heart rate down calm and then re-engage with the child is better than just continually having that stress level you know increase 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 which i thought was good advice yeah i did that plenty of times we did it plenty of <laughs> you times do that now. you do that now we did it right <laughs> i think it, it, is, it is good it's something um again it's something i've learned <clears throat> as a manager like the amount of times I've had been in situations in the past where I reacted in a way, someone's just being a, a knob, right? For whatever reason, someone's been a knob or someone's being incompetent. But losing your rag and being stressful and shouting doesn't help the situation. So it leave, makes it worse. It just makes it worse. Yeah, like that's exactly. It doesn't just not help it, it actually makes it worse. So by taking a step back and re engaging later on when you've calmed down, um, makes the, the whole situation much more better for, for everyone. Um, so, yeah, so that's everything that the guy talked about or Commando Dad talked about um, with kind of sleep routine. And I think it was really useful. I think I'm going to try a few, most of the things that they suggested when uh, when, I, when my daughter is old enough. And what's fucking crazy, I'll be implementing this stuff in 15 weeks' time. Yeah, it's not long. You're, not long. You're pissing. You'll piss it. Hopefully. Everyone keeps saying you're, 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 like. you're very prepared. So Yeah, well maybe. You're over prepared. <laughs> you can never be over, over prepared for anything. Like. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Of course you can. Well, you can. You can I think it's be... uh, showing our different mindsets here. <laughs> you 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 categorically cannot be over prepared for something. All right, you can be what if you already had a shed, right? And someone wanted and he wanted to buy another shed. You've but already got a shed. Yeah, but that's not over-preparing. Yes, it is, because you already know what shed you've got. 
<laughs> and you're going to change your schedule on another shed. How are the fuck are you related to pre preparing preparation to buying sheds? What are you talking about? Because it's it's what's the word I'm looking for? It's nonsense. It goes, yeah, of course it's nonsense. It's like having kids. It's nonsense. Absolute <laughs> nonsense. I'm in charge. I'm in charge of this little thing now. This human being that's gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it grow and tell me to fuck off when it's 14 years old. You know? You can't wait. You're gonna be so it's... proud the first time either your daughters tell you to fuck off. It's gonna be a bit of a proud moment. No, I mean, I've already has. No. No, <laughs> no way. She well she she says she says she knows that she shouldn't say it, but she says fucking quite a lot. And it's the way she says it as well. She goes, fucking, fucking. What? I wish she did that. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, she'll Slam Rumney, Slam Rumney. I don't live in Slam Rumney. I live in Rumney. Same thing. It's not. It's not. It's very different. Very it, different. It, it, it fucking ain't. I've lived in both. <laughs> and I've lived in St. Mellon's, right? That and Troutbridge. That difference would be crystal clear when he tries to sell the house. He'll be making, he'll be stressing that. <laughs> Hey, it's CF3, mate. It's the same. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh what, she, yeah. how, like, she's... How old's Ivy? Three. She's three. She's saying fuck it. Yeah, I know. It's bad, isn't it? It is bad, yeah. Like, there's no... You can't really sugarcoat that. She, but then she was... She said it on... Oh, I don't know. One of the morning, Like, a Sunday morning. She came in our room. She began fucking... I said, what did you say, Ivy? She, she just said no. Nothing. And she was going, cuddles, cuddles. I was like, stop. I see that, don't Ah, she's going to be a serial killer. I'm just going to be a serial killer. It's on the cards. There'll be, there'll be movies about Ivy in uh, in 50 years' time. Of like, uh, like You know, like um, The Night Stalker on Netflix. <laughs> Oh, honestly, I can't, that's, I can't that's... cope with her. So funny. Oh, it'd be funny. She's three years old. I was, Paul, I was, what were we talking about the other day when you talking about Ivy? And oh, yeah, I was saying, <laughs> I started Leah about what she did to Dylan's Lego set. Oh, oh it was incredible. I know. It's so, it's so, there's so evil. many emotions. It's so evil. And Leah was like, I want Ivy. And I was like, she's three. Uh, Leah just was like, fuck you know. That was absolutely <laughs> crazy. I, I I worry we'll have we'll have real issues with her. <laughs> look, she's either going to be like there's two ways it's going to go. She's either going to be a super genius or an evil genius. Like you know, that's it. She's either, <laughs> yeah, she's going to use her powers aspects. for good or bad. Yeah, no, I, don't, I don't. I don't know if it's going to be good. <laughs> she's like a superhero. It's like a superhero. Starts off really good, gets fucked by the system, and then turns bad. <laughs> It's a classic It's a classic Come in, yeah, come in this fall. <laughs> Poison Ivy. Actually, that's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. Um, is there anything else other than anything we've covered, particularly around things that helped with getting your, your child into a sleep routine uh, like, that either of you tried, which we haven't talked about yet? No, I don't think so. One thing I will say, though, right, with having children and this sleep thing and whatever, 
it will teach you things that you can use in you know every day like having kids has taught me patience and understanding mm. and stuff like that because beforehand i would just be like just go fuck yourself you know i've had a, i've had a guts full of you <laughs> shed man <laughs> and then but yeah it, it'll it, it's teach it's taught me loads how to be a better person and all that. And you might say, oh, you're talking fucking bollocks. You've had four bottles of beer. But no, it's man, actually, I, it's I knew you before children and after children. You, you are much nicer now because you were a... <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself. No, I... <laughs> yeah. Oh, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's also made me more... Um, there's nothing to do with sleep. Just made me more of an emotional person. Oh, mate, don't. I cry as stuff. Oh, mate, it's fucking, I watched, I was on my lunch break earlier and I was watching a, a video of, I was watching the, because it's, the, it's really stupid. I was watching this video, the baseball opening day season starts today. And, and it was all these, honestly, you're going to say you cried And it was over. these guys, right? And it was these guys throwing, like, the balls <laughs> at the kids. And, like, oh, you can have my bat and you can have my glove and all this. And I was in I was in a canteen at work and I was bawling my eyes out. And I was like, it's so nice. And I was just like, you're a fucking 34-year-old, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> but the worst one I've ever had was I watched Pete's Dragon. And it ruined me for about a week. You've seen it? Uh, the new version of Pete's Dragon? I tried to put it on for Dylan. Dylan is the biggest wimp in the world. I tried to put it on for him last week or the week before. He's like, oh, we have to turn it off. It's scary. What? Well, what is scary about it? He had a meltdown the other day because we went to, we were walking in like Pancana Fields and we walked like through the cathedral and it was graves. I was like, they're just great. Like, what? <sighs> Honestly. Erin's favourite film is Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, he loves that we film. We sing it in the car. He loves that film and everything about it. And I think that's part of that, genuinely yeah. like a bit scary. Yeah. But you won't watch Pete's Dragon. I don't know, man. It's it makes weird me, only, only makes me... We were playing Skyrim before he went to bed because he, he loves dragons at the minute. And he only let me use my, um, my bow because if you hit anyone with a sword, it's got a bit of blood on it. <laughs> oh mate, Erin Erin sits there and watches me play Last of Us, and there's some fucked up shit in that. <laughs> and she'll just sit there and watch it, and I'm thinking this is not good for her. <laughs> but then I think back to my dad letting me watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre when I was nine. Yeah, that's not good. And uh, <laughs> he's just like, oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, holy, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think back now, like, I remember watching, like, um, like Robocop and Robocop 2 when I was, like, eight or oh, something. Yeah. When I got just his dick shot off. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, the, you know, the, the, the little kid in Robocop 2? Yes. He was, he was my idol when I was little. I was like, that guy's so what? <laughs> He gets shot. The one who gets shot at the end. I, I, yeah, I think he gets shot at the end. You know, he's got, he's he's got a cool, like, it's like a blue, a little, like, blue yeah. machine gun thing. Yeah. Like, ah, that kid. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Lanetian in you, that is. <laughs> what do you do about that, Paul, though? How do you make, uh, it's, like, you called him a wimp. How do you make Dylan less scared? I have no idea. 
I don't know. I'll just try reasoning with him. I can't imagine Ivy's scared of anything. Snails. Oh, okay. <laughs> Absolutely go. terrified of snails. Like, <laughs> hilar- <laughs> hilariously terrified. Oh, yeah. You, if you're scared of snails, that is funny. Yeah, but like the, the fear in her. If she sees <sighs> a snail know. or any kind of insect move. That, like the way her body moves is like pure terror, which I just find hilarious. Is a little bit like that with anything insects. She's fucking anything. Even the thought of insects, she'll like run out of the room. One of the, oh, fun, one of the funniest and worst things that ever happened. It was funny from my point of view. Like the first holiday we went on, um, it was to Mallorca, and um. She put it. She put her clothes in the wardrobe, and then we came back, and the wardrobe had an ant infestation. So there's ants everywhere, and I and me and Leah and I had only been together for I don't know, maybe less than a year at that point, something like that. Um, so I didn't really know how scared she was of insects at the time. So I'm just like, well, it's just little. They're only tiny ants. Like they weren't. They're tiny little ants, but there's loads of them. And she was losing it, absolutely losing it. We had to ask for a different room, which is fair enough because, you know, the room's full of ants. But, um, but she was like, wouldn't wear her clothes, like, for days because she was worried there might be ants on them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely terrified. That's mental. Yeah. Mental. I don't know. An ant, like, an ant. Who's scared of an ant? <laughs> like, we're fucking so much bigger than them. <laughs> <laughs> Next like next like that was spiders. We were um, when we were living in our old house. We were um, I was going I was going to band practice. Not band practice. I was going like three four hours at a time. And she was like, "Oh, I'm going in the shower now." All right then. And I got home four hours later, and she was still sat on the stairs with wet hair and a towel. And I was like, "Have you been sat there the entire time? There's a spider on the stairs." And I'm like, "You seriously sat there for three hours waiting for this spider to move?" She's like, "Oh, it's like this big." Imagine going to Australia and having like a funnel web spider or something. Then you shit yourself. Not a little shitty British. Oh, you don't like fucking... spiders, do? I don't like them, but I wouldn't stay on the oh. stairs for three hours because there was one. Oh, mate, she was sat there dripping wet from the shower. And I was just like, just walk over it. Well, I've told you. It's not. Have I told you both at the time when I was, you know, Paul, remember when we were living together? I was going, I think I must have told you this. Um, after uni, and I used to go to the Marriott Hotel gym. Yeah. Do I ever tell you the time when the, everyone in the gym freaked out because of a spider? I must have told you about this. I don't think so. I don't remember. Like, we're in the gym, changing, and, like, there's, like, three other guys in the gym, and all three of them are, are big guys, right? Like, quite in good shape. And then one of them, like, in the Marriott gym, they had, you've been there, Paul, like, they like they basically had these fucking puffies in the middle, and, and you don't have to, like, they were shit. Like, you couldn't sit down and change a bit of a nightmare. So this guy grabbed his like coat or top or something from his locker, and a spider flew onto like the the seat thing in the middle, and the three guys shit themselves, <laughs> like literally lost it. It was a little spider, like it wasn't it wasn't a tiny spider, it wasn't a big spider. It was like the size of a say a twenty pence piece, right? Um, and they fucking shit themselves, and I was like, all oh, right, I just. I'll just get rid of the spider guys. It's no big deal. You didn't walk over there all lean in your towel. Swole. <laughs> we were. I think. You know, I think we. Every, I think all of us were in towels at the time. So um, it's weird. In your, in your speedo. <laughs> just and just pick it up. Going. I got you, boys. 
<laughs> it's just fucking people are scared of spiders. Um, anyway, fuck, I don't know how to get to spiders. I think we'll wrap it up, guys. Um, it's late. Well, late for me anyway. Um, well, nice one, guys. Right, good night, both. Right. Love you loads. <laughs> Ta-da. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.